Hey beauties, welcome to the Clean Beauty Podcast. Did you know that unlike most everything else in America, cosmetics are not regulated? This means that corporations can use thousands of potentially harmful ingredients that I personally know can cause health problems. I'm your host, Cassandra McClure. I've been in the beauty business for over 10 years as a celebrity makeup artist that advocates for safer and more sustainable cosmetics. Join me each week for important news, exclusive interviews, and more on the clean beauty revolution. This episode is sponsored by Tiona Ostrov, beauty, lifestyle, and wellness publicist. She works with clients to get them exposure in places like People, Women's Health, U.S. Weekly, Martha Stewart, Bustle, and Pop Sugar. As one of Tiona's VIP clients, I can speak to her wonderful worth ethic and warm personality. If you are in the wellness or beauty business and looking to up your game, Tiona is who you should call. Find out more at Tiona Ostrov, that's T-E-O-N-A, O-S-T-R-O-V dot com and mention that I sent you for an amazing introductory offer. Today is such a beautiful day, but um, it's really funny because it's actually raining. So if you hear the raindrops (laughs) hitting the rooftop, you know kind of what it is. But anyways, I'm so glad you're here today. It's such a special time for me and my business um, because I've implemented coaching um, not on purpose. It's just kind of naturally happened where being a leader of Rising Tide has, has brought me to meet so many amazing women and a lot of them are looking for uh, direction and my latest new friend, um, Natalie Vaughn, she has a business called Nat Vaughn Photo. She reached out and she kind of just opened up and said that she was struggling and that um, she quit her corporate job to go into a creative field, which is photography. And she just wanted me to look over her business and give her some ideas and, uh, you know, what was supposed to be a 30 minute consultation ended up being a two and a half hour uh, brainstorm work sesh, um, just overall mind, body and spirit, uh, business strategy session and all of that and so much more. And I just want to kind of go over some of the things because she jotted down notes this whole time. And when I go into this creative state of helping people, I have just flowed. There's there. I didn't even actually think about turning on the record button or recording the audio, but this has been one of my natural talents that I've had for a very long time. And I've helped a lot of people over the years, um, reach their fullest potential or at least unlock, uh, something that they didn't even realize, uh, get over hurdles, um, just gain confidence, do a lot of things. And I reached out to Natalie today. Uh, our, our session was only a few days ago. And I said, is it okay if you screenshot your journal, if you send it to me and then I can share some of the things you wrote down on my podcast, because at this time, I don't even remember anymore. Like we talked about so much. Um, but I want to know what you took from our meeting and what was valuable, what you were writing down, because I was just rambling for two hours about all the things she could do. And she wrote down things and she was like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Oh. And then she would just, I wouldn't know exactly what she was writing down, but I was like, if you could, can you share it with me? And I would love, I could keep you anonymous or if you'd like, I can, I can say who you are. And she said, Oh no, that's totally fine. And here are the key things that I think I took from it. Um, and she literally, and I quote, a big takeaway is that it seems that to be overall mindset shift that I needed, I needed to start thinking like an entrepreneur, trying lots of different things and seeing what sticks and what works, being excited about what I can create for people and getting in a natural flow about it. And I think that's a great way to summarize our conversation. And I just get chills, like thinking about how I influence her and like, I just love that she was drawn to me because I don't, I've never promoted or advertised that I help anyone. Like she just met me at a few meetings, was drawn to me and said, do you think we could just meet and talk? And I said, yes. And I even told a couple friends, like, I have no idea 
what we're going to talk about, but I think she needs help and I think I can help her. And um, I've loved every time anyone has ever called me, scheduled a meeting, come over, or we've done a Zoom call. Uh, we always end up with this just beautiful new plan for their business slash life, whether it's par partially personal. Um, sometimes we get really deep, but with this particular thing, she was just really all about um, creating something and it was, um, there was a factor of, I want to make more money. I want to do it quickly. How do I do that? How, what are my strengths? What should I work on? So we did a full evaluation starting from her website. And then we went into, uh, her social media. We looked at her goals, what she was doing, what she was loving and not loving, and what was actually bringing her a uh, new connection, community, what she saw she was valuing in her life, and what the most important things were. And for her, she has been, I would guess you could say, unemployed for about six months. She quit her corporate job that she absolutely hated. It was not fulfilling her. She decided to take up photography full-time, which, by the way, she's an amazing photographer. She does these amazing photos of women um, in a very creative state. She does very artistic photography. It's gorgeous. Very, it reminds me of like what you would see on like Pinterest for Coachella or like, you know, fest. And she's done a lot of those music festivals and things like that. And she gets, you know, she does hula hooping and she does, she's very spiritual and creative. And, um, she was drawn to rising tide. I'd met her at a BNI meeting and I was like, girl, what are you doing here? We're the youngest people in the room. Like, you should be in rising tide. This is a, you should be around these creatives, these young professionals that are looking to expand their businesses. And so right away she came to one of the meetings and she religiously kept coming to them and she uh, became pregnant. She is now uh, a few months pregnant. She's showing she's so cute. And she's like, you know, I got a baby on the way. I'm getting married this year. I have to start providing for my new family and I really want to stick with photography, but how can I do that? And I know you can, help me because I've seen you've done uh, work with Rising Tide. I have an event company. I do have done makeup. I've done mentoring, counseling. I have um, gone to many retreats, worked with other founders of big businesses and small businesses. And I've helped guide and coach over 200 women over the last few years in uh, the Rising Tide chapter. And she saw that I grew that and she's I guess, you know, did her research on me and uh, heard for face to face with other women that I might be the one to talk to. And so, or, you know, maybe she gathered that with her own intent, um, free will, or maybe she, you know, did more research, but she kind of expressed that she had been watching me. She was interested. She might thought I could help her and she was completely right. And I love that she has good handwriting and actually, I can actually read this because she just messaged me on Facebook, a DM of the list of things. And so if you're a photographer listening or even a beauty professional, or in some sort of creative field, I feel like this is going to help so many of you. Because it's not just specific for photographers. This podcast episode is amazing for any creative that is doing any sort of work, any sort of service. And so I love, she wrote one thirteen nineteen meeting with Cassandra. And I started telling her other creative groups other than Rising Tide. I told her about um, the Altitude Summit. I told her about Women in Consulting, which is an amazing, uh, the founder actually is a friend of mine. She went to MIT. She's so smart. And, you know, there's lots of business professional organizations within Silicon Valley. There's a, a lot of private Facebook groups and then actual meetings you could go to. And I was encouraging her to step out and go to those things. I told her about the chamber of commerce and how I'm a member with them and how that has grown my business. Um, when we're talking about, you know, higher end professionals, like established storefront businesses that are in the community, how she can talk to them and, uh, events that she could go to and partner with. And, you know, whether it's a retreat or a festival or a photo shoot, at a festival. And if let's say there was a retreat and she sees that 15 women are going, they're all paying a thousand dollars to go to Bali. How you could implement going on a retreat with this group is to say, Hey, I do lifestyle photography. Let's get new headshots for everyone at your retreat. Why don't we partner? I can come on as a photographer, attend your course and in exchange, I'll do the photography for you. Maybe charge each person a little bit so that they value the, the, the photos. Maybe we could team up with 
with Clean Beauty and do a hair and makeup and make it a package deal for all the women attending. And like, that's just one idea that we talked about to do a retreat or a festival. Partnering with, with events, with talks, uh, seminars, any sort of panel or summit, um, which is what I've done with Alt Summit, having a clean beauty installation. It's just one of the ways that I've been able to do that. I partnered with Wedding MBA. I'll be there in October speaking on clean beauty at their expo, at the convention. Um, going on being a guest expert on other podcasts or shows, getting on TV. And I know that sounds daunting. And I know it sounds hard to think about um, investing in yourself. And we talked about investing in your yourself, in your business, and what that looks like in terms of, do you need, are you afraid of, of, of posting because you don't have great photography? Are you afraid of posting because you don't have great speech or writing skills? Are you afraid of getting out there because you're nervous and you might need a, spe a speech coach or um, a therapist overall? Do you need a life coach? What do you need to implement? Do you need someone in PR because you're just not good with social media and you don't want to take that over? What piece of business can you, um, that you, that you just, you can't wrap your head around, you know, like for Pinterest, I have Claire, uh, CC assist. She helps me with Pinterest because I just don't, I'll, I just don't want to get it. I, I don't want to go there because I love Instagram and that is my, favorite place to be. It excites me to go on Instagram versus Facebook and Pinterest or even LinkedIn. I'm not so excited. So you have to find out, okay, where do I love being? What do I want to continue to work on? You know, do emails just, just make you cringe? What about having a personal assistant? Or if you can't afford a, a in-person assistant, get an online assistant. Like I've done a variety of these things and it's really helped to, um, expand my knowledge because I learned from these pros. It helps to create new connections and then they bring new people in my life that are in alignment with me because they also know other people who are interested in, in clean beauty in other spaces, whether it's a health and wellness pro, it's a practitioner, maybe their eyeglass doctor, maybe a one, another spa owner in another state and they want to do a clean beauty educational workshop. Like she can do this with photography. I told her also, there's such a great great need for workshops for you to have your own workshop on photography like so many people are interested and there's so many different ways you can look at a camera gear editing software um all of these things and you could speak on what makes your photography so beautiful and amazing and how you um create or attract cl clients you could take it from a business perspective you can do so many things uh, we talked about catalogs, reaching out to businesses. So uh, a, a good friend of mine, I also advised her um, to reach out to local organizations that might have an outdated website. If you're a web designer or if you are a photographer or even a makeup artist, you can reach out to these companies and say, hi, I would love to help you revamp your site. I would love to provide clean beauty for all the people who work with you and uh, bring in a photographer, get some great images of you guys, maybe working together, um, maybe even do a video. If you're a videography, you can go in and say, hey, we want to showcase your company in this new light. Let's show how lively and great you are. Let's, let's talk about what makes you different. If you're a writer, you could go in and say, Hey, like, it doesn't look like you have a mission statement on your website, or, you know, I can help you craft up some Instagram posts or some, some verbiage for you to do, start a YouTube channel or any of those things. Um, she also wrote down, um, sales, uh, talking with banks, credit unions, auto sales, people, attorneys, city and community professionals, real estate agents. You have to think about, okay, who's already established and how can I help them? It's all about helping another business. And if you come from a place of love and, and helping, 
Um, you are a goddess. You are a woman in power. You know your value and your strengths. And you're literally just reaching out to see if anyone needs your services. And we had this really long conversation because she's like, you know, I really looked at you as like the queen of social media. Every time I go on Instagram, you have a new story. You're always talking about something. You're always talking about a product. You're constantly on. And I'm, you know, to keep up with you is insane because you're on HoneyBook. And then all of a sudden you're posting a new YouTube video and then you're on Facebook and then you post a tweet and then you're at this event and you're going here and you're putting on all these events and you're going to the show. Like, how, how are you doing this? And I told her, I am literally throwing spaghetti at a wall until it sticks. And it's just such a simple analogy. It's literally what I do. And I'm not afraid to, to say that. I'm not afraid to say, I try a lot of different things until I succeed. I am not afraid of failing. And she's like, well, what about if no one responds to this post? And I said, so what? You're already on to the next thing. Who cares? Well, you need to be doing 10 things at once. So when that one thing comes back to you, because you might pitch 10 people and only one respond, but it's that one person. You don't need all 10. You're just reaching out and talking to these different people. And a lot of times people might see you and watch you and hear you and feel you, but they're giving you some time. They're, they're now wanting to watch you because they're interested, but they're just not ready to commit. And I found that with business, you know, I've had brides reach out to me that I actually didn't know. My first international wedding, I had a woman reach out to me on Facebook of all places. I don't even really use Facebook, but she reached out and she was so beautiful. I've told the story um, on social, but I've never talked about it really. But basically she reached out and said, Hey, I'm, um, this is kind of weird, but I've been watching you for about three years. Okay. Three years. I had just started getting online. You know, I'm posting a little here and there about makeup, a couple videos here and there. She's like, you're so inspiring and amazing. Would you be open to flying to Italy for my wedding? Would I, all expenses paid. I would love to have you as my artist. I want you exclusively for me. Like I literally just want you to pamper me for my, um, my dinner. I want you to come out. I want you to be my family. I just, I, I want you. And I, and she's like, is it possible? Would you even be open to it? And it's interesting because I kept manifesting inside deep down that I wanted to travel for my work, that I wanted to be a destination artist, that I wanted to be known as a destination stylist, but I didn't even really put it out into the universe yet. But it was her saying, would you even be open to that? That made me even think about, oh my gosh, I'm not even letting people know that I'm willing to travel. Like it's not anywhere. Like, um, and so it was a mindset shift for me, but I think when you go out and you, uh, have good intention, you are putting good things out into the world and you're showing value and you're showing up, you'll have people come out of the blue. So you can't be um, deterred when someone tells you no. And I have a really good story about this that just happened. And I told Brittany earlier today, one of my good friends, a story that kind of just, I still can't wrap my head around it. But a really good example of this, of being told no, is I really, really, really wanted to go to the Beauty X Summit. And not only did I just, all I wanted to do was go. I didn't have, I didn't even set myself up to like, oh, I want to be on stage. I was like, oh my God, I have to go to this. The Beauty X Summit's in LA and all the big podcasters are going to be there and I want to expand my business and I want to meet them. I want to interview them. I also want to sit in on their talks and learn from them because this podcast is my business now and I want to expand and invest, but the tickets are around $1,000 and so... Uh, I have a press pass into the Indie Beauty Expo and they're basically partners. So I wrote to uh, the PR manager and I asked her, I said, hey, does my press pass get me into Beauty X? And I got a hard no. It was like, no, you, if you're interested, purchase a ticket here. Thank you so much. Fast forward a week later, um, I had written to them again but coming from a different angle, because at this, this time, and I didn't know who I was writing to, I just wrote back to an email, like a generated email that I got from them. And they had introduced a new clean beauty expert. And I saw that and I said, why isn't that me? I didn't like, 
I not even, I didn't even think twice before I read the rest of the email, I pressed reply and I said, hi, I am really interested in being on this panel or being a moderator on the panel. Like I need to be here. Can you please fit me in as well? Or at least keep me on your radar for next year. It's, I know it's less than a week away, but I saw that this other person was introduced and the same woman who told me no a week ago, wrote me back and said, no, I would love for you to attend though. If you would still like to, I would be honored to have you there. I mean, come on people. This is amazing. It's where I was meant to be. Cause I was seriously, I had it on my shopping cart. I had in another tab open at the same time, this ticket to the event. And I wrote her back and I said, I would love to be a VIP at your event. Thank you so much. Wrote her back. And then I started talking to Christy Coleman because we're talking about going to New York Fashion Week for this clean beauty installation. And um, she was asked talking about Beauty Summer and saying that she, I was like, oh my God, are you going to be in LA next week? Because I'd love to meet you and we could chit chat at the Beauty X Summit. And she's like, oh my God, I wish I could go. And I was like, hold on, let me get you a ticket. So I got freaking Christy Coleman a ticket or at least got her entry into the Beauty X Summit as well as my guest. And from the same woman who probably didn't remember that a week ago, she denied me and told me to buy a ticket. And now I'm a guest of honor. And she replied, it was so funny. She, this, this woman, Holly replied and said, yes, I would love to get you both tickets. If you can just please um, mention us on your social media, because she checked us out and she saw who we were. And I don't think she gave me the time of day and the other email. So I think the lesson of that is like, you know, you might even get a no from somebody, but maybe they didn't really look at you. Maybe they didn't, maybe they were busy. Maybe they were responding to a bunch of other emails and they were just, or in a bad mood. Like you should never take a no for an answer. And I just, I love um, everything that's been happening for me because I am operating in this yes mindset of like, I am going to be the expert, the moderator, the advocate, the traveling guru and clean beauty with this podcast and go on this tour. And it is already, my red carpet is laid out in front of me for the next uh, year already with all of these engagements around the country that I'm going on to speak on clean beauty and just such amount, a small amount of time all on my own. But I picked up some amazing people along the way um, adding a publicist to my team, adding a copywriter to my team, just to double check my work and, you know, have me come across as a better, bigger uh, professional in in this world. Uh, and, you know, get taken more seriously. Don't be afraid to invest in these other areas of, of your business. Um, and then we started talking about setting up streams Okay, setting up streams of income. If anyone is interested, please DM me because I work with HoneyBook and I have a code for 50% off anyone who wants to set up a business stream of income. Um, you're, there's also Dubsado. There's a lot of different streams that you can set up to make things easier for yourself. For instance, I have a clean beauty team. I need to send them weekly and monthly emails. Um, and a lot of them have the same sort of questions. So I keep them all in a file. I organize them and then I now send them out, um, every so often to my team, but it's set on autopilot. So I don't have to go in and send them out. Um, but I also have a lot of templates set up and I've talked about this before. Um, and I'm happy to do another podcast on this, but we talked about that. We talked about using resources. So Canva is a huge resource. You can create flyers. You can create banners. You can create one image with text to match a Facebook banner, an Instagram post, an Instagram story. You can run an entire campaign. So what we decided to do during the strategy session was because Valentine's Day is coming up, I said, why don't you create... So you can still have your creative outlet because she's like, you know, we, I really want to do headshots, but it doesn't really light my fire. And I really want to continue working with women in this creative space where they really, you know, are really wearing fun makeup and clothes and they're doing like, it's more fashion editorial style. But I said, you know, you're in Silicon Valley. There's a lot of potential and a lot of money here, but you have to channel, you have to put your business in front of 
what I would say is almost like a hobby. You know, I can't just, you can't and I can't wait around, sit around for the phone to ring all day with our creative sites up, our, our websites, and just that think that big CEOs and companies like Google and Facebook and Microsoft are going to call us for professional services. That's not how it works. You need to reach out to them. You know, I didn't work with Facebook or or big magazines, big local Silicon Valley organizations, or, you know, whether they're nonprofit or not, by just being silent and letting them reach out, because they're busy people, they're busy companies, I reached out to them, I am in control of my own destiny. And I just shared with her that you have the control to make however much money you want, you, you, you kind of are putting your own barriers up. Um, and there's a lot to do with where your mindset is and just like how you think you can do. And so what we created so that she could still have her creative outlet is uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. And I, I, I had said that I had done this before with another creative, but that she could do or we could create uh, Valentine boudoir sessions so that she, you know, a lot of people think boudoir, ooh, lingerie and like really sexy nude photos or something. But no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about elegant, classy lifestyle images that like you could that are almost Instagram worthy, like, you know, not it's not all about like. Cooters. It's like being really uh, sexy and elegant um, and classy at the same time because her photography is that style. It's just like, whoa, you could tell she's just like this magical goddess, but she has this um, seriousness. Like a lot of the women are just, you know, they were either in yoga clothes, she's in a lot of campaigns with big. Um, people anyways we um started talking about how on canva she can create her own template use some of her images from some of the other shoots she's done and create this wonderful campaign that we can start promoting and that um and partner with clean beauty and i told her i would help her with it so um we did that and in the last 24 hours she's um sent out um we've we've started the campaign we talked about it on ig stories live and then we have a plan to release these and set up a few dates. So we booked two studios that were going to work with these women, have them come in clients and a few models that want to like, we're already having bookings. We're already having success from this. And, um, that's kind of, uh, why I wanted to do this because it, it's just a mindset shift and, um, you know, you can be creative, but you also want, she also wants those big wig clients, the big ticket jobs. So the five, 10,000, $20,000 contracts so that she can do the smaller couple hundred dollar shoots, like, you know, a half hour or 10 minute mini session with these women. And so we, and you know, it's just fun, right? We love doing it. So, um, I also let her know, in this meeting that, you know, there's a lot of groups on Facebook and a lot of people with time and money spend time on there. And I know that sounds weird, but it's not when you're talking about mothers. There's so many moms groups that I'm a part of because um, I, it actually started because I'm a, a, a mother <laughs> to a French bulldog. So I'm in a lot of Frenchy mom groups. It's really funny and weird, but a lot of them ask all kinds of beauty and health questions. And so I answered those questions and I've developed relationships and developed and made clients clients, um, kind of come to me naturally in those groups to ask me, ask me questions, just like my regular friends and family do. And I, I refer them to product resources and, uh, guide them into clean beauty. And so I let her know that she could also do that with photography, like just put it out into the universe. Let these moms know that if maybe they need a new mini session, they need a little, you know, photo session, new headshot on LinkedIn, or they need someone to come to their home to provide some clean beauty and headshot um, for them, their kids, their family. Maybe, you know, one of the moms is trying to get her kid into acting. This could be the perfect thing. And so there's so many ways that you can implement photography, like um, into your, into your, uh, into groups, into Facebook groups and communities all over online. There's so many different ones. So I gave her some specific ones around Silicon Valley, but, um, we talked about, um, her headshots by Nat, uh, website and how it just need a little bit of updating. We, 
um, she wrote, stay at home moms always online. It's, it's true. A lot of them do spend a lot of time on Facebook because they're at home watching the kiddos, making food, um, you know, whatever, listening to podcasts, reading eBooks, whatever they're doing, or they're listening to an eBook, sorry. Um, because they just don't have the time. And so, but, but a lot of them, you know, at, it's kind of comforting to go on Facebook and feel like you're a part of a community. And so it's just a powerful place to be. Um, uh, I, we also talked about preferred PVLs, preferred vendor lists. And as a photographer, how she can reach out to local um, organizations, companies that she's worked with, but specifically venues. You want to talk to venues and you want to talk to other planners and people that can refer you. So um, the more she's out there in the community, and I told her she has just this beautiful personality that is magnetic. And I feel, I told her, you know, the more events you can go to, to get your name out there in the community, it's, um, if you're not going to do video online on Instagram and Facebook, you need to be out in the public. You need to be going to chamber of commerce meetings. You need to be going to rising tide meetings in other cities or other, um, locations around the Bay. You need to be going to different, um, pop-ups, uh, shopping events, different uh, seminars and workshops. There's so many free ones that you can find in so many different communities. I told her to post on Nextdoor, let her community um, in her neighborhood, let her let them know who she is, posting her website, sharing some of her work, not being afraid to just say, hey, like I have some openings, um, letting her know to post on HoneyBook. She didn't know that HoneyBook is a is a free app. She thought HoneyBook was just a platform. And although it is, they launched an app last year and it is an amazing free app. When you click on it and you go into it, you can, there's opportunities. And basically you can post to, you know, 50 to a hundred thousand or more creatives either in your community. I have about 50,000 locally, or you can post world wide nationally to all these people and say like, Hey, I'm a web developer. I'm looking to revamp some sites and you can post it just to see who might need those services and get some responses and replies. But at the very end of the day, not looking at, Oh, that didn't really work. I'm not doing that again. Just knowing that that post will be up for eons. As long as you want, as long as it's up, People can see that. They can go to your website. You're going to get click through. You're going to get people going to your Instagram, following you, connecting with you. Maybe a year down the road, they see the post and they become on HoneyBook later and they might find you and reach out to you. Um, so many times in my life, I have posted in a group or in a some sort of network that I am available and I'm interested in doing this, that, the other thing. And two or three or four years later, someone will say, Hey, I saw that you were in the Seattle, um, artist community. Are you still doing this? Or do you know someone that can help me? I love being a resource and I never say no when people ask for help. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, you know, boundaries and you don't want to take on too much. I'm not saying I say yes to them with my physical services or products, I give referrals like no other. And so I am super connected to so many people because I use HoneyBook. So within HoneyBook, if someone says, Oh, do you know of a florist? I don't say, uh, I don't know, you could try this girl. I'm like, yes, let me connect you with her. Doing that makes you become an even, even more valuable resource than the person that asked you. Don't feel like because someone asked you a question and you refer them elsewhere, that you are now missing a sale or missing an opportunity. Like when you have a mindset of abundance that things go for full circle and that they come back around and that that person will come to you later and that you don't need to be so greedy with like, oh no, sorry, like I don't know anyone because you don't want to give someone else the work or you know that they're going to make, someone else will make money. Like, you know, like I've set up a lot of referral programs. I've set up all kinds of um, things within my podcast and my website and and relationships with all kinds of creatives. And we do a lot of trades. You know, it's all about community over competition in rising tide. And, and it has become part of my mission. I believe in community over competition. And I don't actually work with clients or other creatives that have a me, me, me mindset. 
because it is very toxic and it's just like the most unhealthy thing that you can be around. So I choose very wisely who I want to spend my time with. But if someone, if one of those people asks me for something, I'm still going to help them because like, I don't, I'm just taking the high road and I feel like we all should be doing that. Um, so next, how long have we been? Oh, good. We're on, we're on great time. So I know I can ramble, but I, um, have a couple other things that she wrote down. So, um, she was, we were also talking about headshots. We kind of talked about that posting on next door, hosting a workshop. Um, and this is her second page. So we talked about, we finally started talking about boudoir and reaching out to past clients she wrote free people because she's worked with them before because she's like oh you know I'm looking for clients but you know I I don't know how to find new clients and I said well what about the ones you've already worked with and she's like well what do you mean and I was like well do they need a new refresh how long has it been since you worked with them maybe some of the influencers you worked with need new headshots or maybe they're working on a new project and they were about to post that they need a photographer but now you came in you're at top of mind start a newsletter, be on, be there in their faces so that they're constantly remembering your name. They're constantly seeing you online. It's all about recognition. And so she wrote that down. And I think that that was something we kind of dove into quite a bit because we started looking at our website and she has so many beautiful women she's worked with. And I said, you need to contact every single one of these women and let's collab together. I also want to work on them because they're so beautiful and I'd love to have them up on my website. Um, so I was also thinking for me, like expanding my portfolio this year and like also helping another creative, like I live to help other creatives and like when on my off time, on my off days, whenever I have extra time, I'm always helping others and giving them business advice, practical advice, life advice, like I love doing it. And it just, it just fuels me and gives me this like, just sense of, of accomplishment. I just love it. So we also started to talk about beauty counter and the huge opportunity that, that lies within beauty counter. And this is going to be a separate podcast, but I'll just tell you for a second, what, the, the opportunity is I'm, I'm growing my team. I have a couple people on my team, but I'm growing my clean beauty team. Beauty counters mission is to literally and very basically, uh, get safer products in the hands of everyone. That's their mission statement. And I believe in that so heavily, you know, it's part of every, it's part of what I do on a daily basis in every single way. And they have, it's become such a pillar in my business because I have a residual income. I'm able to host this podcast. I'm able to help friends like this because I have such an abundance of money coming through being a consultant for this company. And one of the examples that I gave her was that, you know, she's like, oh, but like, I don't really know about it. How much would I have to learn? How much would I have to work at a business like this? And she agreed that it was a great opportunity for her because she's about to have a baby. She's around all these mothers, all these other pregnant women who are now more conscious of what they're eating, what they're putting on their skin, and how it could be a great way for her to make some extra dollars in her pocket on my team. And I told her, you know, you could work a couple hours a week or you could do what I do and work like 10 hours a week and just kill it, you know, because I go on to Facebook, I talk about it on Facebook or Instagram, I, um, I go out and I do many educational workshops, I love being out in the community. So for me, I like being in front of people, I like hosting events. And so I have implemented beauty counter into my life that way, but different people uh, share it in different ways. And it's all about just sharing whether you're on social media or whatever. And so I gave her a couple pieces of business advice that she could do to implement it. I gave her a bunch of samples and she just fell in love with the product. And we just started talking about how um, she could talk to her health coach, um, give tips and tricks on on 
things that she does because she loves makeup. She wears this beautiful winged eyeliner and she, and she wears this bright lipsticks. Like I always think of her wearing lipstick and she could be, she's like, you know, when I think of beauty, I think of you. And I said, yeah, but when people think of health and wellness, they could think of you like you're just this bright spirit and beauty goes hand in hand with your photography. Tell me one picture on your website that the woman doesn't have makeup on. And she's like, you're right. Like I would love to help them become, you know, a lot of them are holistic nutritionists or wellness coaches and things like that. And I said, well, all these people you already work with could be a great connection for you to kind of open that door and say, Hey, I'm now doing this as well. And would you like to learn more about clean beauty or try some clean products or come to this event? And most people are super open to it, but I gave her this um, statistic. Like she's like, well, you know, how old is it? Like, is it oversaturated? And I was like, Oh my God, it's like the opposite. So Mary Kay, everyone knows Mary Kay has like 50,000 consultants in the city of Texas, like Dallas, Texas alone. And Beauty Counter has only been around five years. It's in the US and Canada and has about 30,000 consultants in all of those locations, like in, in all of the US and Canada, and now is continuing to grow. So I said, you know, 50,000 in one city compared to what we are, we are such a baby brand, but like Bono backed us with like tens of millions of dollars. We have celebrity, uh, Christy Coleman, celebrity makeup artist backing it. Like we, like, I mean, professional celebrity artists like me are, are repping the brand. Like it's such, it's one of the cleaner brands that actually work. That's just amazing performance wise. Um, and like I said, like New York fashion week, like doing all these big events, like, and beauty counter at the forefront of this is just, it's, it's such a great opportunity. And so, um, she's going to start her beauty business on the side, uh, very soon. And so I'm really excited for her to implement that in. And I feel like whether you're a photographer or a wedding planner, if you're in the wedding industry, let me just say most brides are getting married soon and they're already looking to start a family, a lot of them, and a lot of them are looking at what they're putting on their bodies. They're eating cleaner. They're living a healthier lifestyle. They're being sustainable. They, they care about the impact on their community and their environment and their planet. And so to implement a sustainable, clean brand like Beauty Counter just makes so much sense when you're talking about options. Like I have photographers and planners that, that, um, I don't want to say exclusively refer me, but they refer me as a clean beauty option to brides. And I'm now attracting brides who care about what's going on their skin, even on the most important day of the, of their life, especially on this new path. Like they want to start fresh. Um, so a lot of the, the brides I'm working with are, um, you know, getting married in nine to to 18 months. And so they're starting with clean beauty from the very get go. They know that they want to transform their bodies, their minds, and their overall health, uh, starting with, you know, whether it's working out and eating, but also with the, with the products that they use because they love beauty products, makeup. They want to make sure that them and their new spouse, uh, are both using and, um, working with clean brands, lines, whatever it is, whether it's makeup or, you know, they, there's a baby and kids line. And then there's a, now a new men's line that just dropped. And so it's basically for families, like beauty counters for families. So if you have a family, if you have someone you love in your life, it's a very easy, um, thing to implement because it's like, if you care about your health, your well being, like you use some sort of product. Like no one just takes a shower with just water, right? We all use a body wash or a soap. We all wash our hands. What soaps are we using? Well, like being conscious of what we're putting down the drain and also what we're what we're letting absorb into our bo our bodies, our bloodstreams, what we're um, ingesting, what lipstick we're putting on our lips and kissing our babies and our friends and our cousins, or, you know, like <laughs> the cousins, that's hilarious. Um, but just like being cautious, conscious of all of this. And so um, she totally got it. And I was so happy to um, welcome her to the team soon. I know she's going to be um, such an, a great inspiration to so many women in her life and men as well. Um, and you know, she just, she, she expressed that she was a little worried about some of the brands that she had used because they were very long lasting almost to a point where it's like paint and you're like having to scrub it off. And it's like, 
the lipstick you want it to last but you're like uh is 12 hours like healthy like I, and she asked me about a few certain brands and um we talked about them like openly and honestly I'm not here to ever bash another brand I don't think brands do it on purpose that they become super toxic for our bodies but um it's just comes down to money and a lot of other things we can get into but um I just uh, really believe in, in what I'm doing with beauty counter. And so, um, and she saw that and she sees that and she understands and trusts and knows and loves it. And so that's kind of, um, another way that you can make a lot of extra money as an entrepreneur, as much as you want, you know, there's no limit to how much you can make as a, let's say photographer or a writer or a blogger or a makeup artist. You know, I always thought that there was a cap and that I could only make a certain amount, but <laughs> when you, when you set up multiple stream streams of, of income, you know, you now have revenue, you have uh, consistent funds that are coming in weekly and monthly. And it just makes you feel so much more secure so that you can give the world your all and not be worried about where your next paycheck is coming from or from who and all of that. And you can know that, uh, you always have a cushion and you can actually start to have a savings and not have to dip into that and have a 401k and like a plan and investments. Like I love having stocks now. I love that my fiance is all about what, when we met, he's like, Oh, you need this and that. And he set me up with like a fidelity account. I think it's just smart to start thinking about your future because no one else is doing that for you. And it, it's funny because no one else is doing any of this for you. Like you have to do all of this. And even though you might build a team and you might have a lot of money to invest, you also need to know that like you need to know every aspect of your business. And if you're going to start a new one, you need to understand every single point of connection with your customer and your, or your client and other people you're working with. Like, you don't just want to like, let's say, hire a copywriter, have her do all this work for you. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like me. Like you got to go over everything. You have to edit. You have to constantly be, you know, even though you have a team, it doesn't mean that you're never going to go on your Instagram again because someone's taking your Instagram over. It's like you work with them to create these things. And so I think it's important to um, to be really in tune and having meetings every week. I mean, I have board meetings. I think it's, you know, I have to keep up with my team in every single way possible. Um, so I also told her about a few sites. Um, the first one I'm going to say, I don't really believe in them for me working for my business, but I know for other professionals out there, this could be, you know, maybe you're starting out, this would be a great site for you to try to go on to. It's called Thumbtack. Um, I don't use it for my business anymore, but it's a place where um, people can go onto an app and search for something, whether it's a house cleaner or a photographer, and they get a bunch of quotes back from different pros in their area that do that service, and then a quote from each of them. And so for me, uh, because of the very low prices on that site, I... I personally can't work as an artist because it doesn't actually pay my bills. But if um, I was an art, if this, if Thumbtack was here 10 years ago, I would definitely be on there because I was taking $50 jobs, $100 jobs, $150 jobs, because I was still learning. I was um, fresh out of school. I was still in school. And so I was doing um, jobs, a lot of trade work um, sort of thing. And so it would have worked really well. But um, as an advanced artist in the industry and with only a limited amount of time and clients I can work with, um, my prices are obviously higher. Uh, and so it doesn't work. I told her about another site called Gig Salad, G-I-G. This one's a little bit different, but it's the same idea. You can, if you're having a birthday party and you need a balloon artist to come, you can look let people you can put out a post saying I'm looking for a balloon artist and then people will either write you or you can see a list um and you don't pay until someone actually books you thumbtack actually takes money from you I don't like that that the way that they do things and they've been trying to change and I, I, they've done a lot over the last couple of years because I used to work with them and it used to be fine but um it just doesn't work for me anymore. But there are a lot of sites like that that you can look up services. There's also Fiverr, F-I-V-V-E-R. Um, if you're like some sort of copywriter, creative, and you're looking to make 
um, $5 or more, you can charge up to, you can charge thousands for your services, but basically it's another platform where people can go and say, Hey, I'm looking for a new logo. And then you go on there, you find who, you know, and it's a great place for creatives as well. If you're looking for a logo, because you can pay as little as $5, you know, someone overseas or someone that is just starting out, uh, for a logo, or you could pay thousands for a logo. It depends on, you know, your budget. It depends on the expertise of the, of the person providing it, but you should know that if you're paying five or $10 for something like a logo or something like that, that it might not be very unique or professional. Um, you might get it quickly, but it might not be exactly what you pictured or dreamed of or imagined, but it's a great starting point for anything. So if you're like, I just need a website up, I need a landing page, I need a logo, I need, you know, branding, I need a mission statement, I need this or that, you can always go there to look. Um, we also talked about keeping pricing off her website, keeping um, updating her header on Facebook. And I don't know, I'm sure if you are on Facebook, you realize this, but when you change your profile photo or your header photo, it pretty much alerts everybody. So I think it's a great way to, um, advertise because when you put a new header photo and you're like, Hey, like I'm doing this Valentine bourgeois session, these are my dates, blah, blah, blah. If you update that as your header photo, now everyone kind of sees it. And, um, I think it's just, I just had told her that little bit of info um, and more people are going to see it. They go on your page. It's the first thing they see, whether it's your, especially if it's like your profile photo, like everyone's going to see it, whether they're on your page or not um, doing a, you know, running specials saying for January, she can run a special on these certain dates that she has open using Instagram stories. We kind of talked about that. Um, doing different packages, but not really, focusing on packages. I feel like a lot of people get really caught up in, Oh, what's this package? What should I do for this? But I feel like, you know, we all want to feel like we're getting something special, like unique individualized package, if you will. So I say I create custom packages for all my clients because they are like someone might be getting married in Bali, you know, I'm going in February or someone might be getting married in their backyard here in Palo Alto. Um, so the pricing is going to be different. You know, if it's down the street for me, that's different than me taking a week out of my life to go to Bali. Um, so I used to have packages and pricing up on my website, but I kind of just have starting price points. But the downside to having a starting price point is that you are now, a lot of people are just going to expect that that lowest starting point is what they're going to pay. Otherwise they might feel that they aren't getting the best deal. So you kind of want to think about where, what industry you're in and how you want to position yourself. Um, also DMing people who liked the post. So we, she was, she had a lot of fear, I guess you could say around people not responding to her ad or, um, wanting to sign up for boudoir. But I told her, you know, do you think you're going to post this thing and not even one person's going to like it? I'm like, of course she's like, no, I have friends. And I'm like, okay, then start the conversation there. If they like the photo, they now see it, start the conversation and maybe her sister, or maybe she was thinking about it, but she was so scared. Of, of putting yourself out there, but you could coach her through it. Maybe she's just nervous and the dates don't really work for her, but she liked the idea and you can make something work for her. Again, this is about a custom package. Um, not being afraid to kind of put it out into the universe. Um, knowing that sometimes people need convincing and just to be natural about it, not bossy, but just letting them know. Um, and then we started talking about how to be successful working from home. She came over to my home studio and she's like, you know, your bed's 20 feet away. Like, how do you keep yourself at your desk? And so we started talking about um, my rituals and my routines and how when I get up, I have um, my workbook 
I, I write down a couple things. I, I sit in silence before I pick up my phone. I write down some affirmations. I speak some affirmations into existence, into what I want out of my day, into my life, um, goals that I might have, writing, then visualizing, doing a little bit of an exercise to get my blood flowing, whether that's playing with OB, making some breakfast and just going on a little walk or doing something like that. And then some days I light a candle and then the other days, most of the days I, um, put a little bit of oil into my diffuser and turn it on. And I love the sound of water. So I kind of have that going for me. Most times I don't put music on because music to me is a little distracting if I'm trying to get into the zone, but sometimes I'll put like waves crashing or like a nice like rain sound today I actually have the rain here so I didn't need to do that so it's been a really zen day for me to work and then I also have beautiful fresh flowers in front of me I have a little plant and I never thought that this would become a routine of mine but I have a little um water bottle and I have it on my desk next to this little plant. And last year I was really sad because I bought all these plants and they all died. Um, because when the, things aren't in front of you and they're not top of mind, they're not top priority. And I was sitting a lot of hours at my desk, but I never had any of the little plants actually on my desk. And this one little guy survived and he's becoming such a beautiful, uh, little succulent. And so every day I squirt him down with this like fine mist out of this little mister. And it's become part of my like to me, it's like, I'm growing, it's growing, we're doing this together, like every day, like, you know, I can kind of see it's little buds growing back. And I just I love I've always loved nature. And so for me, it's very soothing. And I also have Obi. Oh, my God, it's so funny. She thinks I'm talking to her now. But she is um over on her little bed. She's growling right now. She thinks someone's outside. But um, she's been so close to me. And I love that she after a couple hours will get me up. She makes me move around, play with her, grab her T-O-Y, her little toy, go on a little walk, play with her ball, whatever. But she kind of like lets me know, okay, you've been working for five hours. You need to get up and play with me. And she kind of keeps me uh, motivated because um, there are some st statistics around this. But if you're sitting at a desk for literally eight to 10 hours, you probably didn't accomplish as much as you could have if you only sat there for six, if you took breaks in between. So I try to set up breaks. I set alarms, whether it's on Alexa or um, my Sonos or my phone, just and I time block out what I'm doing. I also use this purposeful planner. I got it. It pays to be brave. It's been my favorite thing. It's by Corey Clark the sea and it's um a beautiful calendar and so they have a, a monthly calendar hi baby and then they have a daily calendar and literally it says like health how many uh cups of water have you had uh 15 minutes to do one thing and it's it lists out like purge your drunk drawer or look over your med menu and schedule for the week there's a prayer and praise section so i if I need a special little prayer in my corner, I write it down. Um, and then there's like a today I will. So you fill out what you're going to do. And then there's a brain dump section and a menu section and then a retail therapy all on one sheet. So each day. And then there's a little quote. Today's quote was love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Romans twelve nine. So there's a little like something to kind of get your, you know, your juices flowing, kind of motivate you. Some are more inspirational. Some are more, um, you know, yesterday's was We Are What We Believe We Are by C.S. Lewis. Like, it's just nice. And then it kind of gives you something to do, like declutter your linen closet or things like that, which I have found to be very helpful because sometimes I'll um, – I'll feel like I have a million things to do. I have laundry. I have all these things. But like when I am just literally doing 15 minutes, one thing a day, it's really helped me um, keep my house really tidy, keep everything really clean. And when I have a very clean workspace, I've noticed I've worked a lot better. I don't have magazines and things piled up. I don't feel like I have a million things I have to do. And then I like to keep my 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 pen on hand and like a piece of paper to basically take notes or um, when I have little... Um, little thoughts that come up throughout the day. I'm like, Ooh, you know, I want to do that. Or, you know, I'll put down little notes. And then at the end of the day, I kind of go over them. And some of them I cross off because I'm like, you know what, that doesn't speak to me anymore because they're just an idea, right? It's just an idea. And then other ones I'm like, I'm going to do this tomorrow. This is now my 10 o'clock or my 11 o'clock. And there's an hour by hour schedule. And I feel like there's something about a schedule being hour by hour that has been really, really helpful for me because I'm like, okay, look at all these hours. <laughs> there's six, six thirty, seven, seven thirty, eight, eight thirty. It's like 
all the things I could do. And I used to tell myself, I have way too many things. But when I list them out half hour by hour, I'm like, oh, I have time. And then I do celebratory things. Like when I finish, like I have, I love checking things off. So I check things off. And once I'm done, I actually um, will go make myself a tea or I'll have a chocolate or, you know, I'll listen to my favorite song or I'll listen to a podcast or I'll, you know, take 10 minutes off and go read Glamour or something like that. Or like read part of my, a, a book or something. And every day it's different, you know, but that's the beauty from work of working from home. And yeah, I think that that's, um, the overall kind of like how I do things because I'm not going to say it's always been easy. I've had to figure out my groove. I've had to set up my workstation. I've changed my desk around a lot of times. I had to declutter all my drawers. I had to play with different plants and different things to go on my desk. Like, you know, I had a stapler for a really long time and I'm like, I never use that stapler. Like, why is it on my desk? It's annoying. It's, it's, it doesn't make me think of like anything good. So I took it off. Like I put it in my drawer. I'm like, if I need it, it's there. But like, you know, some desk, you know, and it's like, that's not the kind of desk I have. I have my podcast set up and then I have my computer and I don't really need much else like my notebook. So and we talked about that and, um, that's pretty much it. Like we, if you guys have questions, I'm happy to answer them as always. We've definitely had a, a great long kind of in-depth conversation about just changing your mindset, changing work habits. Um, and just overall what I've done for one person and I am available for, for mentoring and coaching sessions one-on-one and I really thrive when I'm able to do a full eval of someone's business life whatever it is and so I really just thoroughly enjoy it so if you are ever interested or need a little bit of guidance I'm here I I I just love to help so thank you guys for listening please make sure to go and follow me on Instagram at Cassandra McClure. And, um, there is a podcast Instagram too. I don't update it as much, but it's, um, the clean beauty podcast. So go check that out and we'll speak soon. Bye. All right. So that's it for this week's episode on the clean beauty podcast. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to head over to iTunes to review rate and subscribe to the channel until next week. Stay beautiful.